Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Julie R. and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Friday, March 17th. Today we are reading from the big book and we are at page 15, the second paragraph. We commence to make many fast friends. Today's readers are Stephanie L., Mary H., and Paula D. The reference number for Thursday, March 16th, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time meeting is 9731. For Friday, March 17th, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time meeting is 9733. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Nancy T. to read the 12 steps. Thank you, Julie. This is Nancy T. from Lewiston, Idaho, compulsive overeater. The 12 steps. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. 12, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive readers and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you, and with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Nancy T. I will now ask Sharon C. to read the 12 Traditions. star one to unmute Sharon. Can you hear me now? I'm sorry. Yes, I can. Okay. This is Sharon C. from South Jersey, a a recovered compulsive overeater. The 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscience. 
Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. 3. The only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. 4. Each group should be autonomous, except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. 5. Each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. 6. An OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. 7. Every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. 8. Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. 9. OA, as such, ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10. Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11. Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. 12. Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. And I pass. Thank you, Sharon C. Thank you. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year, and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star 1 to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. Today we resume our study of the big book on page 15. Paragraph 2, we commence to make many fast friends. I will now ask Stephanie L. to begin reading. Good morning, everyone. This is Stephanie L., and I am a compulsive, a recovered compulsive overeater in Southern California. We commence to make many friends, and a fellowship has grown up among us, of which it is a wonderful thing to feel a part. The joy of living we really have, even under pressure and difficulty. I have seen hundreds of families set their feet in the path that really goes somewhere, have seen the most impossible domestic situations righted, feuds and bitterness of all sorts wiped out. I have seen men come out of asylums and resume a vital place in the lives of their families and communities. Business and professional men have regained their standing. There is scarcely any form of trouble and misery which has not been overcome among us. In one Western city and its environs, There are 1,000 of us in our families. We meet frequently so that newcomers may find the fellowship they seek. At these informal gatherings, one may often see from 50 to 200 persons, 
We are growing in numbers and power. And I remember when I first came to OA and, um, you know, I didn't have a lot of friends when you're, <laughs> you spend most of your free time isolating on the couch in front of a TV and binging until you pass out. You really don't make many friends. And when I came here, it was the first time in my life that I felt a part of, you know. Um, I felt like I belonged. Um, And to this day, I feel like I belong. Every time I walk into a meeting or I listen to someone share or I hear a speaker, it's like, yeah, yeah, you know, me too. And, you know, the joy of living we really have even under pressure and difficulty. There is nothing in this world today that I have to eat over, you know. And how did that happen? You know, I was a year and a half ago, I was coming, I was at the end of a three and a half year relapse where, you know, I thought my life was over. I was a, I was a suicide, I was suicidal. um, And just like they talk about in the doctor's opinion, I was, you know, brought, I was taken from a trembling, despairing and nervous wreck to a recovered and contributing member of society. You know, and is it magic? Is it some kind of spiritual magic that this happens? Um, No, you know, we get what we work for. Um, I have to work extremely hard. Um, You know, it's a result of working these 12 steps. And then, you know, like it says in the bottom of the paragraph, we meet frequently so that newcomers may find the fellowship they seek. You know, I am recovered today so that I can reach my hand out to the newcomer and share my experience, strength, and hope Um, so that they can see that it is possible and that they can recover too. Um, And then I get to be a contributing member of society. And it is, you know, it is a miracle, um, an absolute miracle. So with that, um, thank you for letting me share, and I will pass. Thank you, Stephanie L. Um, Who would like to share on this paragraph? Star one to unmute. Karen. Karen. Paula. Paula D. Anyone else? Martha S. Martha S. Carrie K. Carrie K. Kathleen O. Kathleen O. Okay, why don't we start with that? And Karen, I did not get your la- um, initial of your last name. Hello, this is Karen T. from Louisiana. T. Great, thank you. Recovered compulsive overeater. Um, uh, this fast friends and a fellowship has grown up among us. Um, we have some meetings here in New Orleans that are getting a little bit bigger, and it's so wonderful to feel a part of that that we're growing up, have grown up. Um, uh, so that's just, it's, it's just, it's like nothing else in my life, you know? It's like I am part of something that is going somewhere. I have set, set my feet on a path that's going somewhere, and that's wonderful. Um, and it's really cool to see these impossible domestic situations righted. Um, I know for me, I um, had to forgive my mother for a lot of things, and I used to blame her for everything, and now we have a good relationship, which is just 
amazing to me. Um, I remember some aha moments with Fonzies when they really could see their part in it and see the situation from someone else's point of view, you know, which is a God thing. When I can see the other what the other person's going through and get out of my own resentment enough to do that and see the other person is spiritually sick, that is just life transforming. The light of the sunlight of the spirit can get in there um, when I start to do my inventory. Um, and then, um, you know, what a promise. There is scarcely any form of trouble and misery which has not been overcome among us. That is just so fantastic. And these phone lines offer us a chance to find someone else that has our form of trouble and misery and find out they have overcome us. You know, um, we're just such a resource for people, um, you know, and we can network. You know, oh, I don't have that problem, but I know someone who does. Can I give them your phone number? about breaking anonymity, trying to get these people in touch with each other. It's fantastic. And um, I need a reminder this morning that we meet frequently so newcomers can find the fellowship they create, they seek. I go to meetings for a lot of different reasons. I go to meetings to strengthen my own recovery, but I also go to meetings to, and I also go to meetings to reach out my hand to the newcomer. And I also go to the meetings for fellowship. I left away for about four months once, and I was lonely. So I came back, and I got abstinent again. That was my re- uh, one of my relapses. But I was just lonely. I loved the fellowship of OA. And so not only do newcomers seek fellowship, but so do us long-timers. So thank you for letting me share, and I pass. Thank you, Karen T. Paula D., followed by Martha S. This would be Paula D. Recovered by and with the grace of God, thanking you for your service today and the privilege of being here and able to speak of how this has affected my life. We commenced. There's a beginning there to make many fast friends, and a fellowship has grown up among us. I didn't. I wasn't grown up. But through here and with this fellowship, I have grown up, and I've watched others change and evolve as I have, and they have helped me on that path. And then it says it's a wonderful thing to feel apart. I didn't want to feel apart. See, I wanted to be the whole thing. Imagine, just a team player? Imagine. And then I'm going to go on here. The joy of living we really have, even a depression and difficulty. Anybody I speak to has a story to tell. And there is difficulty right now. My mother is 95, by the way. I am telling you because everybody tells me that. You know your mother's 95. I know my mother's 95. Always transitions, darling. And this is where we come together when they say we walk together. The fellowship. I have seen hundreds of families set their feet in a path that really goes somewhere. See, I wasn't going anywhere. I was going in a big circle. It was going to be different tomorrow. How was it going to be different tomorrow if I was still in charge and it was my will, not thy will? Until it became and I truly surrendered all. Really goes somewhere. Today I know. You know, it's often said on this meeting, you know, the monkey's off my back, but the circus is in town. And, Lord, we live in that circus. There are five generations in my family, expanding from the two-year-old, 
We all know about a two-year-old. And the 95-year-old, all of a sudden grateful. Many of us haven't had their parents with them until they were 95. I have. But then it goes on, and I'm not going to, I'm going to make sure I keep uh, track of the time, which my mother does very well. I've seen men come out of asylums and resume a vital place in the lives of their families and communities. I haven't seen that part, not the first part, but that part, vital, a necessary part. They're finally contributing to, I'm finally contributing to, not taking away from. You know, we all know what the root of this disease is. It's selfishness. Me, me, me. And then it goes on, and there I am going to go on and end. There is any is scarcely any farm, you can name it. Some with farm and some farmless. Those fears that never come about of trouble and misery, which has not been overcome among us. That word, overcome. Look around. What do you see? Finally, you know, I would just see, oh, no. And all of a sudden, click, click. See it a little better now? Oh, yes. Now I understand compassion. Now I understand depth. With that, I do pass, and I thank you again for the time given. Thank you, Paula D. Martha S., followed by Terry K. Good morning, guys. This is Martha S. in Upstate New York, Recovered Compulsive Overeater. When I first came into my OA Big Book meeting about three years ago, January 2014, I felt like I didn't know how to make friends. I always felt like the odd one out. I felt very uncomfortable in meetings, like I was going to crawl out of my skin um, until I, six months later I finally got up the courage to ask someone to be my sponsor and I started working the steps. And um, It's very, very different now. I, I do, do feel a joy of living particularly when I remember to ask my higher power to help me, um, to help me um, do what he would have me do and be what ha- what he would have me be instead of staying in my own will all day long. So two, with two years of practicing steps 10, 11, and 12, I do feel so much more joy of living because, boy, there's so much relief when I'm no longer having to run the show, no longer having to figure everything out on my own. I can rely on a power greater than myself for guidance and and to show me uh, the right thought or action. It takes away so much um, pressure and difficulty that, that is of my own making. And then, of course, like every human being, you know, Things don't go my way, um, and there is calamity and trouble and misery. Fortunately, not so much calamity in my life since I've been recovered, but I know that sometime in my life there will be. And I have seen how other people, recovered people in this program, have have um, overcome trouble and misery of the worst kind uh, without picking up the food. So I have great hope that if I continue in 10, 11, and 12 every day doing the work and the action of the program every day that that, that will probably be true for me and I'll be able to 
be of maximum usefulness to others. Um, and with that, I thank you, and I'll pass. Thank you, Martha S. Terry K. followed by Kathleen O. Good morning. This is Carrie Kay from Colorado. I'm a compulsive overeater. I am relatively new to the fellowship, having been participating for about two and a half months. But I wanted to comment on the positive strength I get from the fellowship itself. When I walked into my first meeting, it was New Year's Eve, and I was about as down and desperate as I had ever been. And I still remember the first part of the meeting where members were sharing, and I thought, I don't belong here. They're all talking about the help of their higher power in getting abstinent. I didn't come to a church program. The second half of the meeting, I was completely overwhelmed because, first of all, Everyone was so welcome. And secondly, I suddenly discovered I wasn't the only person with this problem. I wasn't the only person who ate chocolate and just wanted more chocolate and more chocolate and more chocolate, interrupting my chocolate only to have ice cream. I wasn't the only one with this disease, and this disease had a name. It was an incredible feeling. In fact, when I walked out of the meeting and I got in my car, I burst into tears. But I knew how to solve that emotion, and I promptly stopped at my local store and bought two chocolate bars. But I kept going back. And the one thing that I've never, ever not felt was the strength of the fellowship, the strength that it gives me, and the feeling of being welcome no matter what my struggle was. It's just an incredible feeling. And that's all I had to share today, so I pass. Thank you. Thank you very much. And Kathleen O., you're next. Good morning. This is Kathleen O., grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater in California. And let's see, I lost my place here. Okay. The joy of living we really have, even under pressure and difficulty. This sentence is so true and so amazing to me. I'm personally experiencing a very challenging work-related difficulty. And and I'm amazed that even though I'm experiencing a lot of anxiety over this, and it's been going on for a while because I, I don't have any resolution with it yet, um, that I still experience joy every day. And... I sometimes like walk through the day and I'm amazed that part of me is feeling this anxiety, but I'm just still really joyful. And it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's such a miracle. This program working these steps just allows amazing things to happen. Um, There is scarcely any form of trouble and misery, which has not been overcome among us. And, you know, I've seen other people in this program experience things and they keep working the steps. They stay abstinent. And even with things that come up with me, you know, this too shall pass. It, it, it um, goes away. Uh, Eventually we get an answer and things are okay. Um, We are growing in numbers and power. And I see that in vision. When I first came into vision, I think there was 200 people 
around that on the phone list, and I think there's what close to 3,000 now. I, I'm not sure. Um, and I know that I can call any one of those people, any one of you on this phone line, and even though we may have different backgrounds, we may not, um, you know, relate to each other on any other way, we can relate to each other on this addiction and and we can help each other because we're all working the same steps it's all we're all working the same solution and it's just really really amazing and i'm very grateful thank you i pass thank you kathleen and who else would like to share on this paragraph we're on page 15 the second paragraph we commence to make many fast friends Or one to unmute. Um, this is Gail in Southern California. I'm a recovered okay. compulsive overeater and new to this meeting. Um, I would just like to express my gratitude for the fellowship. Uh, I'm I'm learning more about uh, how meaningful that is in my life and and what an important part it is. Um, I, of course, I worked this program, you know, with uh, under the guidance of a sponsor. But uh, as people have been mentioning on the lines, uh, being able to talk to other people who who get it, who understand, you know, out there in the rest of the world, it's like you know, push yourself away from the plate. Oh, you're not that fat. Oh, don't worry about it. Oh, I, yeah, I eat too many cookies too. But when I come to the fellowship and I share in the group and amongst my fellows. I I really do get that, um, I don't know, just that wonderful feeling that, okay, I'm not alone and I'm, and I'm home and I can be free to share and talk about what's going on with myself uh, and other people understand and can offer me uh, experience, strength, and hope, and I can do the same for others. So I'm just, as the days go by, I'm just appreciating uh, more and more the fellowship that's there uh, for me uh, to partake of and to and to participate in. So I just wanted to express my gratitude for that. Thank you for letting me share. Thank you, Gail. I'm going to sneak in real quick and get other people ready to unmute. Uh, my name is Julie R. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Uh, first, I'd like to remind everybody to hit star one. Um, there's some people unmuted. So this is such a, a wonderful um, paragraph because it talks about what happens to us, right? It's the joy of living we really have. You couldn't say that about my life um, when I was in relapse um, in Oct- uh, October 2014 when I was coming out of relapse because life was not a joy. Um, constantly in the food, rapidly gaining weight, miserable uh, resentful at everybody and everything. Um, but you know what still was in my life was a fellowship. I still went to meetings because I knew if I stopped going to meetings, then I might as well not wake up. And the fellowship was there for me. They didn't um, discard me when I was in the food. They called me. They prayed for me. They sent me things to read. And, you know, fast forward to today, you know, we're here for the newcomer. 
you know, so that they might get a glimpse of what our life is like. What is our what is my life like today? I have a host of friends. And I'm not the fair weathered kind of friends. The friends that I have met in these rooms I could tell my deepest, darkest secrets to. And I don't have to worry about them going uh, to go call up and call someone else and tell them or to add lib to it or to judge me. We are all alike. You know, we have been saved from a hopeless, horrific, debilitating disease. We've been lifted up. And, you know, today I am a free woman, definitely free from the food. But I'm free from a lot of those character defects that weighed me down. Uh, Not to say that I don't um, at times have to make amends, but I don't live that way. I've uh, mended relationships. And on the flip side of that, I've stayed away from certain people because it's not a healthy situation. And it might be a family member where we have this obligation. We think that, oh, because they're a nephew, niece, sister, brother, that I've got to be in their life. No, recovery, you know, I get to to live and live free. So this is such an exciting, everything is exciting in the big book, but it, it talks about the joy of living. And those words are like music to my ears. You know, I'm not waking up with wrappers. I'm not waking up with chocolate stains. I'm not waking up with, oh my God, I ate that. And I'm not waking up with, wow, I was really a you-know-what to somebody yesterday. I'm waking up with, yay, God, I get to do this again. Um, And, of course, it all starts with putting down the food, entire abstinence, it being clear and living in the steps. So with that, I'll pass. Who would like to share on this paragraph? Sylvia H. Sylvia. Elaine B. Terry B. John uh, Fish. Mary H. Sherry okay, KB. hold on. Hold on. I got Sherry KB. I got John K. And Mary H. Mary H. And Janice. Yes. Janice who? B. 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 All right. Let's start with that. Sylvia F. Followed by Elaine B. Go ahead, Sylvia. Uh, good morning, visionaries, and good morning, Julie. Thank you for your service. And, you know, it, it is so fun to have the silent pauses on our meeting, and then we get a pile on, too, as, our, as this meeting grows. So this is Sylvia F. in uh, Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Northern California. And um, heard so many good things today, and also hearing about how the fellowship has grown. And... What I wanted to talk about is two things. One is that, you know, we've seen the Vision for You grow so monumentally fast. You know, we started, you know, about four years ago, and I think that there were probably 30 people on the line. And even when we first started this meeting just a few weeks ago, we started with 100 people on the line. And... You know, I have so many people ask me, how do you create this fellowship on the telephone? Because you don't even meet these people. And, you know, now we do. We have the convention about every other year. And I went to the OA birthday party and and um, met some of you. But the fellowship and a vision for you is so strong um, in my experience because we 
carry the message. You know, we, we've picked up this big book, which is our textbook. And we're trying, you know, we're trying to carry the message. We get abstinent, we get recovered, and we carry the message. And that message remains so true. Um, there's no wavering. We're not, we're not hearing about, you know, the mishaps of the day or the psychology of, of whatever's going on or, or, uh, or being, uh, or self-pity. So we're really hearing the message and that is so attractive in this meeting. And uh, I, I got my sponsor through the big book study and it was three years before I met her face to face. And yet that connection is so strong. And uh, I have a whole, you know, people call it a God squad or I have a tribe that has been created through a vision for you that is so strong. And these people are, are, you know, have helped me so much with my recovery when I'm calling for 10 steps or they're calling me for 10 steps or I'm having um, new sponsees call people in this and people just show up, you know, they, they're present, right? For when you make a call, you know pretty much hopefully that that person will either pick up or call back or uh, show up in some way for you. And so, um, you know, I, I guess I guess that's the, the thing I wanted to address is that this virtual meeting is as strong as anything I've ever experienced. And I do go to OA meetings still, the face-to-face, and um, I like the local fellowship, and I go to carry the message. We've created a new meeting um, in Northern California on Wednesday nights that is so strong. Thank you so much for reminding me, Julie. That is so strong. And um, I feel there what I feel with the vision group as well. And I thank you all for being here with me every morning. I pass. Thank you, Sylvia F. Elaine B. followed by Sherry K.B. Thank you for your service, Julie. Please forgive my voice. I'm getting over laryngitis, but I just wanted to share on this powerful paragraph. Um, This is Elaine B. recovered in Massachusetts. We commence to make many fast friends in a fellowship has grown up among us, of which it is a wonderful thing to feel a part. How many groups and meetings and workplaces and school grounds and uh, parties and things did I not feel a part? It happened over and over and over again. And I needed access to something that could dull the pain and dull dull the situation so that I could survive it. And uh, Food was often that solution. In fact, I remember inviting a bunch of people to a party that I had at my house. Of course, I prepared a lot of food for it. Nobody came except for one person, and I couldn't wait till she left so I could have my real party, which was with my friends that never said no, um, although they did other destructive things to me <laughs> um, when she left. The joy of living we really have, even under pressure and difficulty, and they begin to unpack all of these wrecks of circumstances and situations that have happened um, in the course of our lives. And I just think of the the person who's just beginning with these meetings and saying, well, you don't understand. I have this going on. And you don't understand. That happened in my past. And you don't understand my family situation. And you don't understand how hard it is. And you don't understand how difficult it is. And I must have the food. I must have the food. But, you know, the reason why this works is not only because um, 
not only because of the joy of living, it's a design for living that really, really works. It says we're growing in numbers and power. And um, we're growing in power, and it's spiritual power. We're growing in power uh, of force, of people who who I can reach out to on the line to do a 10-step, and they've had a similar experience from me. And they can give me feedback and insight that I never had access to before. I have access to a power greater than myself that has all wisdom and power and knowledge. And um, I can I can grab hold of my higher power with one hand and the rooms with another hand, and I can make my way through just about anything. I love how people talk about, you know, we speak the language of the heart. I can pick up the phone and I don't have to do a, a diatribe of, uh, recipes and what's happening for today and, you know, uh, outfits and things like that, I can get real down to the real, real deal. I pulled some things out of the family afterward that I read every day, and this reading made me think about, about it. It says, we absolutely insist on enjoying life. We try not to indulge in cynicism over the state of the nations, nor do we carry the world's troubles on our shoulders. Those of us who have tried to shoulder the entire burden and trouble of others, find we're soon overcome for them, overcome by them. We are sure God wants us to be happy, joyous, and free. We cannot subscribe to the belief that this life is a veil of tears, though it once was that for many of us. But it is clear that we made our own misery. God didn't do it. Avoid, then, the deliberate manufacture of misery. But if trouble comes, cheerfully capitalize it as an opportunity to demonstrate his omnipotence. And that's what I find every day when I reach out into this room, when I reach out to do a 10, when I reach out to work out, work with a sponsee, when I um, reach out and work this design for a living. Thank you so much. With that, I pass. Thank you, Elaine B. Sherry KB, followed by John K. Good morning, Julie. Good morning, everybody. This is Sherry KB in Northern California, great recovery compulsive reader. Can you hear me? I can. Awesome. Okay. Got my clock going here. Um, Gosh, so much has already been said. I feel like saying ditto, ditto, ditto. Um, What comes up for me is that, um, you know, I've always been a social person. I've never had a problem not being social. It's just when I'm in the food, I'm like a total opposite person. I'm in the food. I'm isolated. I don't want to be around anybody. don't want to talk to anybody. And you know, that's that's my disease. Um, however, um, being the social person that I am, um, when I, <clears throat> pardon me, sat down one day and tried to explain to a normal person what my disease was like, and I've, ha- I've had been friends with this person for years, and we were very close in a lot of ways, had a lot of similarities, but when it came down to talking about the food and my disease, she looked at me like Bambi in headlights. And I knew right then and there that I could not share that part of my life with her and how um, big that part of my life really is and that I need people among me who understand my disease that when I tell them I've done certain things, they don't look at me like I'm insane. They go, oh, yeah, I've done that. Sure, yeah, I've done this. And so that has made a huge difference in my life that I can share with a group of people, which I like to call my posse, that I can call and talk when things are going on, as well as being of service, as well of, like somebody mentioned, um, if you're ever in Northern California, stop by on Wednesday nights at our big book study. Uh, we tried to uh, place it like Vision for You, and it is a very strong meeting. And due to listening to Vision for You is so inspiring, and it is so joyful. And, you know, I can be not in a great place, and I can get on the phone 
and listen to you, and it restores me, and it, it brings me joy, and it kind of puts life in perspective for me. And then also just with my sponsees, I, I feel like um, my my higher power gives me sponsees that are like, you know, God fitted for me, and I, I'm fitted for them, and I get to be of service for them. And it is a joy of being useful. It is so joyful. Um, I can, once I get on the phone with my sponsees and I get in this book, there is such joy in uh, being of service and giving to others and doing this 12-step work. And um, I love this line, and it says also this um, this line as far as this telephone, as well as what I wanted to say is there is a scarcely any form of trouble and misery which we has not been overcome among us because there's so many of us that we can share experience, strength, and hope um, that can help one another. And I had an amazing conversation with somebody on the line last night. Um, she was having an issue go on, and we got to talk about it, and, you know, we were both laughing before we got off the phone. I mean, it's just amazing, I and mean, I'm so grateful with that, and that I pass. And thanks thanks to Higher Power, HP, all the way. Thank you. Thank you, Sherry KB. John K., followed by Mary H. Good morning. I'm uh, John Kiernan, Recovered Compulsive Overeater from Los Angeles. Um, this is one powerful paragraph, you know, talking about all the things, the hope that is available. Uh, it's amazing. And, it's you know, it's the first real time that starts talking about the concept of meetings, you know. You know, we met frequently so that newcomers may find the fellowship they seek and, and to find the recovery they seek. I think that's just so important. And one of the things that made me fall in love with Vision for You was to come and hear the sort of tone of the meetings. The tone of the meetings reminded me of when I first came into my first program. Uh, it was different. It was people talking about the big book. It was talking about the thing, about recovery. And, yeah, it was people talking about themselves, but in the context of recovery, what the program taught them, how they've changed and how they deal with life, essentially sharing experience, strength, and hope, which is what is in the preamble of every 12-step group I know of, you know. And I think it's also one of the reasons you see a vision for you growing so much. People are finding what is needed. And, and um, you know, it, it's sad because I'll talk to people outside or I'll talk to somebody who's severely overweight, and I'll mention OA, and I'll go, oh, I went there for a while. It was a bunch of people just complaining about all their problems. Uh, you know, a lot of people, hardly anybody was of a normal weight, and, uh, and hardly anybody was abstinent. And, it, you know, it gets me really depressed sometimes to think about that, because this, what's the newcomer going to find if they don't find recovery in the rooms? And, you know, I, it's one of the reasons I love the way the uh, conference changed the definition of abstinence to include moving toward or being at a healthy body weight because, you know, I was friends with Roseanne and she used to say I didn't start this program to be a fat, happy club. And, but it's more than the weight, obviously. It's, it's about the recovery. And, you know, there, I think there is an arc of recovery. One of the things that draws us all in is to go to a meeting and hear somebody talking about stuff you thought you were the only one that ever did, and and to hear, oh, wow, and there's this, you know, all of a sudden there's, oh, it's my tribe, it's my people. But then there has to be the arc of recovery that it isn't just about coming to meetings and just about talking about yourself and talking about your problems, but moving into the steps and moving into the big book, you know, and and because one of the things I used to hear all the time when I came into program years and years ago was take your message take your mess to your sponsor and your message to the meeting. And sometimes I see a lot of people who are taking their mess to the meetings and dumping it, you know. And look, I can hear any crazy 
depressing thing that's happened. If if the end of it ends with but I didn't eat over it, that's a positive pitch, you know. And and I really think it, you know. Hopefully, the vision for you uh, thing is going to help OA recover. I spent a lot of time talking to my buddy Harlan, and we're you know we want to solve the problems of the world in OA. Is boy, if we could get the vision for you tack to all of the local meetings, it would make such a difference. And I think some of that involves us going back to our local meetings and trying to help that happen. I know uh, you know I've been to a lot of meetings around the United States and Canada, and some of the strongest ones have something in the format that says, please share on the topic and, you know, uh, positive pitches and everything, just as a way to get people to keep sharing because newcomers come in and all they hear is a bunch of people complaining about their problems. They turn around and walk out and we're going to have no program here in a few years. Yet here's the proof. We got 3,000 plus members on our Vision for You list and it's growing and this is why. So thanks for letting me share. Thank you, John Kay. And Mary H., you're next. Hi, this is Mary H., a recovered compulsive overeater from Northern California. And um, I have no idea what I was so anxious to talk about after listening. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I, I just forgot what I had some topic, but I am going to just focus on what I have highlighted in the book, and it's the joy of living we really have even under pressure and difficulty. And I I, I want to share on that because I'm thinking of perhaps the newcomer and people that don't have that joy of living right now. And, and what my experience was is listening to all these stories and listening to all the varieties of um, struggles that people were dealing with and they were recovered was so hopeful to me. Um, I have, for example, I have three daughters and my youngest has very severe disabilities. And um, that just absolutely broke me when, um, when she was born and then dealing with it. I just was surviving and um, surviving for her and the rest of my girls. And But I was so... You know, I was completely in the food. As a matter of fact, people were telling me, oh, it's nothing that a bottle of wine and a box of chocolates won't fix. You know, it just I was almost encouraged to indulge in my addiction, which I did. You know, every time we'd take her to the hospital, the first thing I'd think of is, oh, well, now I can break my diet and I can, I can eat those scones at the hospital. And it just, you know, there was no joy. There was just no joy, and um, I was doing my best, uh, but it was not joyful. So coming here and um, hearing other people's stories that were even more difficult than mine, um, and they were joyful and recovered, was just what I needed to hear because I didn't know how to get out of how I was feeling. I I just had no solution, and... um, I just wanted to share that because uh, I don't sound really joyful right now, but I have so much more joy and I still have plenty of pressure and difficulty, but I don't have this food monkey on my back. I don't, I don't have self-loathing and I don't have, you know, I don't wake up in the morning with the four horsemen just, you know, pounding on my head, you know, in addition to my pressure and difficulty. So, um, 
You know, I just encourage everyone to stay because if you experience what I've experienced, you're going to be so happy and and joyful. And um, I'm just going to end with that. Thank you very much. Thank you, Mary H. And we have Lindsay? time for Lindsay. Lindsay from New Hampshire? Yes. Leia M. Leia M. Okay, let's go with Lindsay and then Leia M. Um, good morning, fellow visioners. I'm Lindsay from New Hampshire in recovery. Extremely grateful today. Thank you for this this meeting. This is so I'm so happy. Um, not sure what I want to say, but I love this paragraph. And I just got back from a um, food recovery um, retreat. I got to the point where I knew I had to do something different. And I've come back just feeling this. There were so many aha moments. And for me, what became so clear is the progression of this disease sends me back to an isolated state so incredibly quickly. And, um, you know, this has never been a better time to be able to get recovery. But for me, it's like I've got all these, you know, people, numbers and everything. But because I'm disconnected from, from, from this higher power, you know, I, I cannot plug in. And generally, I've always been a very social, outgoing person. But in the last, you know, several months, maybe years, I've I've been becoming smaller and smaller and smaller. And it's like that circle that Ruth talks about, um, you know, in the doctor's opinion, this cycle, you know, circle, and it gets smaller and smaller. So, you know, it becomes a pinpoint. And my life is becoming a pinpoint, no joy. And after this few days, looking around me at all these people, you know, that were sharing, and incidentally, oh my gosh, the vision for you came up so many times in that meeting. And and that's one of the reasons I chose this particular group, because there are so many places out there you can go for recovery, treatment, whatever, and still don't get it. And it was totally in line with vision for you. I was so happy. And looking around and seeing all these people, you know, talking about the things in their lives, and it was so clear to me, well, that has nothing to do with it. If you had cancer, you'd be willing to go and do all the treatment, you know. And for me, I wanted, until the rest of the world could understand this disease the way they do diabetes, somehow it didn't make it real. And these few days made me realize that I am killing myself a slow spiritual death. And I came home from there feeling like, oh, my gosh, joy had returned. And with, the, with, with just a few days, being willing to do whatever it takes and, and noticing when I'm starting to slip and instead of then beating myself over the head with a hammer. And Harlan says, you know, it's not one of the tools. The hammer is not one of the tools that we beat ourselves with. And what I got this time around is that the only step I have to take 100% is the first one. And I got that in a whole new way when somebody said to me, no, I can't quit. I am totally incapable of quitting. I'm not going to quit and I don't have to. And I'm like, well, hang on a minute. It's like, no, God did it for me. And I'm so thick. I've been in these rooms for, you know, on and off for 36 years, but I got it in a whole new way. So thank you for all of you out there. Thank you for this meeting. And, oh, gosh, I am so looking forward to seeing you all at the convention. But I'm going to live in today and enjoy today. Um, Thank you, I pass. Thank you, Lindsay. And I did not get the initial of your last name. It's B for Billy. Got it. Thank you, Lindsay B. And Leah M., you're next. Thank you so much. 
Uh, the joy of living we really have, even under pressure and difficulty, I've seen hundreds of families set their feet in the path that really goes somewhere. You know, if you don't know where you're going, any road will get you there. But uh, we uh, who, um, you know, are in recovery um, have a specific path to follow. And it's an advantage of recovery that we can live better than most other people because we are forced to find a principled way to live. You know, I am forced. I, I gladly do it, but I realize uh, that this is my specific path to live. You know, the AA fellowship, the meeting, the recovery, uh, you know, it grew by leaps and bounds for two reasons. One, people were getting sober and staying sober. They were getting recovered and staying recovered, and two, reunited families. Um, you know, and the attraction of these meetings was recovery. And that has been my experience. I've been privileged and honored uh, to be uh, kind of in the groundwork of different communities in Maryland and in Minnesota and then part of a vision for you here. The attraction is the recovery. You know, we we wrap the globe. We're young. We're old. We're black. We're white. We're male. We're female. We have different, sec, you know, social economic brackets, different levels of education. Doesn't matter. The the commonality is that we suffered from a common peril, and today we have a narrow path that we follow, and it works. You know, I didn't have a rough time compulsively overeating. I compulsively overeat ate very, very well. I had a rough time living. The program of recovery gives me the tools, the spiritual principles in order to live. And because of that, I live better than normal people, so to speak, because I no longer need to look outside for scraps of fulfillment and validation and security and love because as a result of this program of recovery, there's an unsuspected inner resource, a treasure within that not only includes all those things, but is infinitely greater than anything that the physical world can offer. And so this connectedness, this deliberate spiritual work that we do every day brings me and many of my fellows to a point where we are grateful to be recovered compulsive overeaters, to be compulsive overeaters because we have given, been given a life and a way to live beyond our wildest dreams. And with that, I pass. Thanks. Thank you, Leah M. Uh, we have time for um, like a, a one or two minute share. Jeannie F. All right, Jeannie F. It's, it's F. Ram. Okay, go ahead, Jeannie F. You'll be our last share. Okay, thanks. F. and Sam. Um, thank you very much. Uh, the part that really jumps out to me that I really appreciate very much is where it talks about how, <coughs> excuse me, there is scarcely any form of trouble and misery which has not been overcome among us. You know, my first uh, experience in recovery was many years ago. Thank God, and I've been successful in that program for the for all these years. And and we did use the big book, and I continued to use the big book. And one of the things about that program was that, you know, 
people had all kinds of came in with all kinds of problems. And, you know, we don't give advice in the program. We share our experience and our strength and our hope. And so this is like the beginning of telling us that that there's a whole resource of people out there that may have had similar experience to you and can rather than give you advice just share what worked for them then i was in another food program not OA. i mean i was in OA, and then i was not in OA, and i was in a different food program with long-term abstinence and in that food program they didn't they were very very careful not to sort of stray into any other area of life besides you know unless it related to your food or compulsive eating you know and and i i found it to be a little dry actually because people come in i mean you see all, you know you see all kinds of people come in to different programs and you know they get they get a certain uh, they get people that have their experience that once they put down their substance you know whether it's food or alcohol or drugs or whatever it is gambling sex that that then they have to live life on life terms and sometimes they need help for that and they need people who've had experience you know in a divorce in a financial crisis in a, a psychological problem and and i i think that it's just that 12 step recovery is a treasure trove of people sharing what works with solutions and and i you know to me this is where it's starting to tell us that that's that happened Time. you know in our history thank you Pat. thank you Jeannie s it is now time to close our meeting i would like to thank everyone who has shared we will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164 followed by the serenity prayer and will Mary H. please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Yes, I'd be happy to. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.